Hello guys and welcome back to Breaking Butterfly. It's your host Maddie here and I am joined by a very special guest today. Her name is Alejandra G. Brady. She is a best-selling author, a feng shui practitioner, and an interior and biophilic designer. And guys, like Alejandra, you can ask my assistant the amount of times that I have been looking for like a feng shui expert to have on the podcast. Like I've been talking about this for months, maybe a year. I'm like, I need to talk to somebody about feng shui and the home. And then I found you and I could not have found like a more perfect person. So I'm really excited to chat. Thank you for being here. You can go ahead and say hello. Awesome. Well, thank you. That Wow, what an intro. Thanks so much, Maddie. It's wonderful to be on here with you. And I'm excited to chat today too. I've listened to your podcast, so it's kind of fun how it just organically flows. So I love doing that. Oh, amazing. I love that. I didn't know that. That's so, yeah, yeah that's so great. So yeah, I'm excited to chat. We have a bunch of different things to dive into, but I guess to kind of start us out, I love to just always hear everyone's story first and foremost okay. of we all have like a success story, right? You at like a low point and what you did to get here and be who you are now. Um, yeah, I want to hear just the story of you and how we're here on this call. Oh, you're so cute. Um, okay, so like the shortened version because I am almost 56. So there's a long story there, which is in my book. So people can read that. Mm -hmm. But the short sort of condensed version is at 50, I suddenly had to have um, a fusion on my throat. So a very unexpected, uh, dangerous, like they basically told me that if I walked around for any length of time, I could have been paralyzed. Like if I took a trip or a fall, it came out of nowhere. I did not have anything wrong with me. I just started dropping things and like, but it was very quick, you know, it wasn't like a degenerative issue or anything like that. So as I prepared to go into that surgery, uh, I was working on a client's home and she was much more into energy than I was. I wasn't really, I've always had gifts. I just didn't really string them all together yet. You know, I hadn't connected the dots, but she was much more advanced. And she said, I'm going to hire a feng shui practitioner to come to my home. And she said, if, she, if we would do both consultations, hers and mine, she wouldn't charge us travel time. This is how it all started. And I just said, sure, why not? You know, this is something new. I've never experienced this. If she can help me create a better space, even though my space was beautiful because I am an interior designer, I'm like, I'm sure there's something that we can do energetically to boost it up because I was going to be in a neck brace for six to eight weeks, which meant a lot of time at home. I couldn't drive. I couldn't even read, you know, because your face yeah. is just facing straight forward. So it was going to be a pretty big recovery. So I was looking for anything that would make, especially my bedroom, a better space to recover in. So she came within 10 minutes. Uh, I'm, you know, furiously writing down notes as she's telling me what to do. And within 10 minutes of her being in my house, she just looked at me and she's like, you know, you're going to be doing this. And I mean, I've said this before in other podcasts too, but there's, it's what happened. Um, I said, you know, I remember thinking TikTok lady, you're expensive. Just tell me what to do. I have no interest in doing this <laughs> as, a, as a career and just keep telling me what to do. So we got through the consultation. I implemented the changes that she suggested. My husband, who at the beginning of the consultation, I mean, you can imagine how many times I've redone my homes, right? Because it's what I do. You yeah. know, he had his arms crossed and you could just feel his energy. And he's like, great, you found a loophole to do this again, <laughs> you know? And um, I just said, just let me do the bedroom. Let's see what happens. 
And the shift in energy was so drastic and so different within a month of doing it right before we went to my surgery. He's like, what do you want to do next? Mm -hmm. And slowly but surely, as I recovered, we did our entire home. At the end of doing our home, it really was just a drastic shift in energy and a shift in our relationship too. And at that point, we'd been married 27 years. We've been married 33 years now. And um, he said, you need to do this. And I'm like, you're right. I need to do this. So I reached back out to the woman who came. Her name is Karen Rock Carter. And I always, always love to give her credit because she changed the trajectory of my life. Uh, and I said, hey, remember me? <laughs> you know, you said I'd be doing this. Would you be willing to take me on as a student? I, you know, you know, I just had this surgery. So as soon as I recover, um, I'd like to just start full time. So I closed my design business. She said, yes, I closed my design business. And I just studied under her full time until I was certified. So it's much deeper than just like an online course. I mean, it was a full in-depth immersion into feng shui and the history of and all this stuff. And the type of feng shui that I work with is BTB. So it's a more westernized feng shui because there are three main schools. And when people reach out to me on the internet, a lot of times they get, they're very confused because they heard one thing here, one thing there. And so my first suggestion to everybody is, Find the one that resonates with you. You know, when you're reading things online, find out what that person is talking about, what they're, what school they teach from. And if that's what resonates, then that's what you should follow. When you try and follow all of them, they could be conflicting sometimes. So again, mine is BTB, mm -hmm. a more westernized approach. Uh, it fits the homes here in the United States and a lot of the homes that I work with throughout the Western world a little bit better than the more traditional approaches. You know, I find that most people don't want to put their swimming pool in the front yard <laughs> the way yeah. a, a traditional Chinese approach would be. So after I got certified, I realized that I was going to be attracting clients that perhaps knew more about different modalities that were spiritual than I did at that time. I was 50. All of this is interesting to me. It all happened when I was 50. And so I started learning meditation became the next thing, you know, learning how to meditate. During a meditation, I got told to write a book. And again, my first response was, no, thanks. What else you got for me? <laughs> you know, I don't want to do this. And, you know, here we are several years later with a book that's a bestseller on Amazon and has won a couple of awards as well. So, you know, slowly but surely, then that led to working with some teachers and starting to make sense of what was going on in my life because all these crazy things were happening to me where I started wondering if I was crazy. And I know that this is very common when people are going through spiritual awakenings, you know, and you feel alone. You feel like friends are like, what the hell is going on with you? You know, friends of 30 plus years are like, girl, you've gone bananas. Like, I just, I can't yeah. relate to anything you're saying to me. So some friendships, you know, kind of, I wouldn't say were lost. They just faded away because there was no blow up or anything, but certainly faded away. Some family members have faded away. Um, some, you know, just just everything has changed. And I found myself feeling really, really alone for a while. But I kept working with teachers and I kept pushing forward on the book. And I, you know, just kept asking my guides, what am I supposed to write about? And I was supposed to write about my spiritual journey. So that mm -hmm. is what the book is about. But feng shui is my gateway drug to all things spiritual. <laughs> you know, that's kind of where it all started. Um, and, you know, fast forward to this point, several, almost what, five, six years later, 
I've worked with teachers all over the world. I now teach feng shui workshops. I have taught classes for the London School of Feng Shui. uh, And that is how I am choosing to share my gifts and my knowledge, you know, with the world and with my clients. Um, Because truthfully, you can do all the spiritual work in the world and all the inner work you want to. But if the environment that you're in does not support that work, it's you're fighting an uphill battle. You know, I don't want to say it's it's not it's for nothing because it's not any work you do on yourself is beneficial, but you truly are, you're always swimming upstream if you come home to a space that's chaotic and messy and full of clutter and has, you know, downward energy, depressing energy, negative energy, whatever the case may be. So my my gift is to be able to walk into a home and help you created into the haven that it needs to be while also being beautiful because I am at heart, you know, an interior designer. And then I just added biophilic design to my toolbox. I was certified in that in December. So that's exciting to be able to kind of bring it all together and then create something really special for my clients. Amazing. Thank you so much for sharing all of that. I, I love that you just shared so much, but I'm like, I have a million and one things to say and ask and like (laughs) all the things because this is just so intriguing to me, first of all, because of like, I feel like feng shui isn't really, it isn't very popular. It it isn't very talked about unless it's just someone using the term of like, they don't actually know what it means. They're just like, oh, like your house has good like feng shui. Like it looks really pretty or something. Like I feel like people don't really know that there's an actual art to this. Like this is an actual, yeah, you didn't just like take a little course on like feng shui and you're like, oh, like I know feng shui. This is like a whole thing. And it intrigues me so much, I think, because in my own journey, again, like I don't really know anything about the actual nitty gritty of like what you're probably going to share with us today. Mm -hmm. But I have learned in my journey, like how important my environment is. And um, yeah, it's just interesting that there is actually like a science to it because even with my clients, I've always said this to them, not necessarily maybe like the energy of like their environment, again, in like the ways that you're going to share with us. But like, I've always just told my girls, even like old energy. I'm like, if you want to become a new version of yourself, like get rid of the stuff that your ex gave you. Like you shouldn't have like, you know, a bunch of clothes in your closet that like make you feel like a past version of yourself or make you, you know, feel not good about yourself. Like I've just always been really into how things affect our thoughts and our feelings because like things have energy just like anything, anything else does. And so, yeah, I'm just like so intrigued by it all. Um, and there's like a million other things I wanted to, to say and ask, but I can't remember. So we're just going to get into (laughs) some, some other questions. So can you get into, um, Like, what is the actual definition of feng shui? So feng shui actually translates into feng, translate into wind, shui translates into water. So it is a practice that started in China thousands of years ago. And it originally started for um, like the philosophers who worked for the emperors and people that worked for the emperors. They were sent out into the land to find the most auspicious resting place for an emperor for royalty. And that is how, so they were looking for the place. If, if you think about it, if you can just kind of visualize for a second, if you build your house at the very, very top of a mountain, um, 
what can knock it over? Well, a, a wind, right? A huge wind. Think of hurricanes, tornadoes, right? Anything like that. So that is considered unseen energy because you don't see the wind, but you see its effects where it can you know, take down the house. If you mm-hmm. build your house at the very bottom of that mountain, right on the riverbank, water, which is a beautiful thing and very auspicious, but that can also rise and take away your house, right? So that's a scene force that can take away your house. So what we're always looking for in feng shui is to find that sweet spot. Not too high, not too low. Where is the energy just right? If the person built the house in the middle of the mountain, you have access to the water below you, and but you're also protected in your back with the mountain itself, right? So that's kind of a visual for people to understand what we're trying to do. And so we try and do it with furniture, but it isn't just about moving furniture around. As you said, you know, there's, there's much more to it than that. Sometimes I don't touch a thing in a person's home. It's all about changing the energy because 100% what you were saying, what's closest to you affects you the most. So your clothes absolutely have a huge effect on you, you know, because you are wearing them each day. So yes, wearing things that don't fit, that make you feel bad about yourself, whether they're too big, too small, ugly anymore, whatever the case may be, you know, they're not in good shape. All that has a massive effect on you. Your bed, we spend a third of our life in bed. So mm-hmm. obviously the bed and the bedroom is going to have a huge impact on you on a daily basis. So I look at all of those things. Um, I look at is your is your bed, is your office, is your um, stove in command? Command is where you can sit back. Um, a friend of mine, another practitioner, tells this really well, and I, I don't know that I can do a better version, so I'll just share hers, Amanda Gibby Peters. Think of the mafia boss. You know, like if you walk into a mafia boss's office, he's sitting in the back with a big wall next to him. Somebody can't shoot through the window at him, you know, and he can see everything that's going on. But mm-hmm. nobody walks in and surprises him. That's command. That's what you want to have. Certainly in your bedroom, you want to be able to walk in the door and see your bed so that if you're laying in bed, you can see the door, but you don't want to be in line with the door, if that makes sense. You don't want your feet to be completely perfectly in line with the front door. That unfortunately is called coffin position because that is how when people passed away in their homes many, you know, hundreds of years ago, they were taken out feet first. So Mm -hmm. we don't want that energy rushing in and hitting your feet. So if that's the case, I would suggest a headboard. You know, sometimes I work with people in New York City apartments, apartments all over the world. It's not always possible. So I always suggest a a footboard or something that can break up the energy between the door and your feet. It could be, you know, a bench, a chest of drawers, whatever works for you in your space. So I look at command. I look at the overall energy of the space. I look at clutter. You know, I look at clutter because clutter is a really big one and clutter really can stagnate people in their space. Um, I look at, I, the first half hour of my consultation is always like, uh, what's working for you? What's not working for you? You know, if you could wrinkle your nose, you know, like the witch, you know, Sabrina the witch and say, these are the three things I wish I had. Uh, It may be more prosperity. It may be a better relationship or a new relationship. It could be better health. Those are the main ones that people usually come to me for. Well, I'm going to look at everything in your house and see what's working, what's not, you know, is the prosperity area of your home filled with clutter? Is it dusty? Is it dirty? Are there dead plants? You know, all of that affects, is there a toilet there? I mean, sometimes there's a toilet there. All 
can be cured with feng shui adjustments, but the first step is recognizing what is and isn't working in your space. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I'll share a super quick story with you because it was such a dramatic one for me personally. Yeah. I got called by an older couple, which is not normally my age group. I mean, they were 70s, maybe even early 80. And they were sleeping in separate bedrooms now because the husband was on an oxygen tank. And uh, the wife is like, you know, he says he sounds like he's uh he sounds like he's drowning at night, like he's gasping for air. He's on an oxygen tank at this point. He said he feels like he's drowning. So I asked to go see their space. They took me to their space. And what was above them? An oil painting of Venice. Now, it had been a beautiful trip that spent a lot of money on it. You know, this wasn't inexpensive. It was an expensive piece of artwork that brought back beautiful memories for them. But I said, okay, guys, where can someone not breathe? Underwater. Where does someone need oxygen if you're human? Underwater. Where do you feel like you're drowning if you don't have that? Underwater. You are sleeping underwater. You're sleeping under a painting of a canal in Venice underwater. So they allowed me to move it to a different location. I didn't get rid of it. We just moved it to a better area where water is a very good thing to have in feng shui. And two weeks later, he was out running around playing with his granddaughter in the front yard when I went back to check on him. No oxygen tank in sight. He's like, it changed my life. So sometimes it's that powerful that quickly. Not always. I can't promise those results every time, but I was blown away. That is so so wild. That was actually going to be one of my next questions was like, what is like the smallest change you've ever made where you've seen like the biggest result? Because I can only imagine like, yeah, sometimes it's just like one, literally one little shift. Um, can make all the difference. That's so crazy. It was amazing. I'm like, I'm going to use this story forever because I was blown away, you know, and I'll have clients say, I feel like the weight of the world is on me. And sure enough, I can promise you there's a picture of a map or a super heavy landscape over their bed. I'm like surprised, but not surprised. And I think a lot of people often think that like when it comes to making their home really good energy, really beautiful, it's about adding things, right? right? Like I'm sure you've experienced that where it's like, oh, I I don't have the money to make my home beautiful. I don't have the money to like, yeah, like just buy like really fancy decor. But a lot of times it is just about taking it away. Um, yeah, even just like not having bills on the counter. If you wake up every morning and you go to get your morning coffee – and you have like I, – I know that my family had like a little organizing thing on the counter with like all of the mm-hmm. bills or homework or just like papers. It's like put that in a drawer. Like you don't need to wake up and have your morning coffee and look at your bills. Over the or bills. Just, just like little tiny things like that. Um, yeah, I think a lot of people think, oh, I need to like – I need to add all this stuff to make my home beautiful. No, sometimes it's literally just putting things away or putting it in a different space. Um, in almost guess, every consultation I've done, it's more about the editing than the adding. Yeah. And then once yeah. they edit, you know, if they want to add in a few very intentional pieces, let's go for it. But it's almost always editing and removing. Yeah. How do you feel about um, – oh, my God. I literally have so many questions. How do you feel about maximalism? Because that's like a really trendy style right now. And I'm well, even in. I'm not a minimal. <laughs> you can see behind me, I'm not a minimalist by any point in time. I like my things. Yeah. Um, I don't have a problem with any trend as long as what you put in your home is super intentional. Mm-hmm. To me, it's all about the intent of what's there and creating a balance. You know, I teach my clients um, 
to balance with all the elements. So I literally call the approach I use elements and balance. And in feng shui, we use five different elements. So we use metal and water, fire, wood, and earth. And Mm -hmm. so what I try and teach my clients is, you know, because like you said, um, you can go in and see, you know, somebody thinks, oh, if I put one of this, that's great. So I'll put five. No, that's not what I'm looking for, you know, and you want things that do double and triple duty. I can just pull, I mean, as a quick example, you know, here's a candle that is water because glass equals water and feng shui and it's fire. So I have two elements, one item, you know, super Mm -hmm. intentional in everything that you're picking for your home, only things that you love. I allow everyone to release any item that they're keeping out of guilt. You know, I think that's a big one too. I find that a lot. Um, But as far as the trends, they come, they go, do what works for you, do what makes you happy, but keep it intentional. Don't just fill your home with stuff to fill your home with stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, I totally feel that for me myself, like I love the maximalist style. Like I want to have this really like eccentric home, I guess. Mm -hmm. But then anytime I try to like add more things, it does, it makes me feel like claustrophobic almost, or I feel like, um, I feel like I have too many tabs open, like on a computer. Yeah, no, like, I feel like, yeah I'm like it looking at things and I'm yeah. just like, I can't. So, yeah. So, you know, so at that point, trust your gut and know that that's not for you. You can, you can admire it from afar, but it does exactly. not make you feel better. Therefore, it's not for you. Exactly. Oh, yeah. I like follow all the Instagram pages with all these like completely pink homes and things hanging from the walls. And like, I love it. I think it's so beautiful couldn't live in it. I need like the cleanest space or I just can't Mm -hmm. function. So um, love that. Okay. Next question. Like what, what would you say are like the top three most common edits you make? Like I love to give my listeners like actionable stuff. Oh yeah, sure. Yeah. Like what I I like to tell people, I I love to leave podcasts, um, with people feeling empowered to go and do some of their own stuff and make changes immediately if they want to. Exactly. So front door, always front door. You will never find me talking on a podcast where I don't talk about the front door mm. <laughs> because the front door is the mouth of chi. It is where energy enters your home, much the way that energy and nutrients enter our mouth. You know, imagine if our mouths were wired shut and we couldn't eat, like we couldn't even take in liquid, you know, no, no smoothies here, nothing. I mean, obviously we're going to wither on the inside because you need nutrients. So your front door is the mouth of chi for your entire home. Your windows are your eyes. So if you are finding that you cannot find clarity, that you are feeling very muddled, you can't make decisions, you need clarity, clean your windows. It's that Mm. simple. And that will have a drastic impact on you being able to see things clearly. And for your front door, wipe it down. There's a ton of posts on my Instagram where I talk about, you know, doing a ritual. I do it every new moon personally for me because that keeps me on a schedule. So every new moon, I wipe down my front door inside and out, and I add a few drops of basil for prosperity and a few drops of rosemary oils, essential oils for protection on just a, you know, damp cloth, and I wipe it all down. I wipe down the hardware because a lot of times when people call me, they're like, I'm stuck. I'm stuck in my career, and that's the career area of your home. And we can go through the Bagua if you want in a little bit, and I can kind of give you the nine main areas of your home. Yeah. The front door is, is the career area. 
So when people tell me I'm stuck, I can promise you more times, at least eight out of 10 times, the front door hardware won't be working. Or there's a bunch of stuff piled up behind the front door where you can't open it all the way. So you are creating obstacles and things are stuck, which will affect the flow of your career, your job, finances coming in. So Mm. make sure that the hardware is all working. It looks good. If your front door needs a paint job or whatever it needs, keep it well-maintained. It's super important to have that front door well-maintained. No dead or dying plants, because again, that's not calling in fresh energy. If you are able to have plants outside, by all means, you know, beautiful, bright colored flowers if you're trying to attract energy. I don't care what color, as long as you love it and they're in good condition, bring it. You know, if you want plants, which is obviously you don't want it cluttered, but you want it welcoming. A new doormat. I always suggest a new doormat. I try and do that every year, first of the year. I try and go get a new fresh doormat to start the year off. If I was traveling or I didn't make it, then I'll do it for Lunar New Year. So I'll try and hit one of those two New Years as a way to just welcome in a fresh start. Um, A really good tip is you don't want doormats that have initials or your name on them. You know, everybody gets the really beautiful, super expensive monogrammed uh, doormats. People are energetically stepping on your name every time they walk Mm -hmm. in and out of your house. Yeah. And that doesn't feel good, does it? Once you know that, you're kind of like, ooh, that does not feel good. So um, I don't mind if they say, then people are asking me, what can they say? You know, if they say hello or welcome or anything like that, happy Easter, I don't care. Just not your name and your monogram on there. I think that's super important. So front door lights, you know, when people tell me they're burned out, I go outside and I check the front lights. If the light bulbs are burned out, it may feel that you're burned out. So check your lights outside and inside your space because a lot of times that translates too. So those are some really good ones for just the entryway. Yeah, I love that. And I already feel so called out because I I leave like a lot of my Amazon boxes like right by my front door as if I'm going to like take them out to the trash and I just Mm -hmm. don't. And then I have like a pile of Amazon boxes and I have been like kind of struggling with just my clarity and bringing in new ideas and just kind of, yeah, I've just kind of my flow in general. And literally as you were talking, I was like, oh, I know right now that like my old Whole Foods grocery bags are just sitting right by my front door, <laughs> probably blocking the entryway. So I love that. I already feel inspired too. And um, those are some good ones that also don't cost a lot of money because people get very freaked out. Like, are you going to make me change my entire house? Are you going to, am I going to have to spend, you know, a whole bunch of money to do this. No, there's so much that you can do with spending little to no money, you know, a new doormat at Target will be what, $25? Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, it doesn't have to be thousands and thousands of dollars. It can be if you want it to be, but it doesn't have to be. Mm -hmm. Have you ever, um, I, I, something that just came to mind is like thrifting things as well. Like, have you ever been in someone's home and there's like an object or something where you can just like feel its energy and you're just like, okay, this needs to go. And like, maybe it was thrifted or something like it carries like someone else's energy. Maybe it's like their stepmoms or something and they have a bad relationship with their stepmom. Is there ever like a specific object that you're really like, what is that? Where did it come from? I don't think it needs to be here. I guess whether, whether it's in your home or someone else's. 
So that actually happened to me with the client that brought me my feng shui teacher. We were actually shopping and it was a store uh, that had a lot of repurposed items in it too and antiques and found things and all of that kind of stuff. Really cool stuff here in Tampa. Um, but I couldn't walk into a room. And yeah. again, this is before I even knew what was going on with me, but I couldn't walk into this one room and she was so funny. She's one of my closest friends now too. And she looked at me, she goes, what are you feeling? I go, I, what do you mean? What am I feeling? I go, I just don't want to go in there. She goes, why? I go, I don't know. She goes, male or female energy. I'm like, what are you talking about? She goes, just say it. What do you feel? Male or female? I'm like, I don't know, male. <laughs> you know. Yeah. And she's like, it's that obelisk. It's that giant obelisk. That's why you can't get in that room. And I'm like, oh my God. Okay. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Um, and she was right. You know, she was right. So that was my first encounter with that. Yes. Now when I'm in people's homes, because I do consultations all over the world. So a lot of times it's virtual. I can't quite get that feeling. But mm -hmm. if I am in someone's home, I can 100% feel when something's out of place, you know? Yeah, yeah. And what I tell people to do, because it, it may not even necessarily be bad energy, but it's stagnant. You know, um, I say it even with, with holiday decorations, you know, when you bring them out, give them a quick smoke cleanse because they've been in storage for a year, you know, so that energy just gets stagnant. And when something's in your home, it may not be as much as who it belonged to, but um, whether or not you feel it's part of what it needs to be in your home. My mm -hmm. feng shui teacher, when she came to my house, my parents passed away when I was 38, uh, six months apart. So I inherited a lot of their stuff. And when she came to my house, she's like, I'm just seeing stuff that doesn't look like it fits with everything else that I'm seeing here. She goes, where was this? I go, oh, it was my mom's. Whose was this? Oh, it was my mom's. You know, and she's like, but it doesn't feel like you. I'm like, no, it's not me. I'm holding on to it out of guilt. And she's yeah. like, you need to let it go. I don't think your mom would like to hear that you're holding on to this out of guilt. And so we ended up donating and gifting to people who absolutely love them. I smoke cleansed everything first to not pass that predecessor chi to them. You yeah. know, um, but yeah, I mean, I can, I can definitely feel that and I can feel it. And I will suggest that people do a smoke cleanse. Also ashes, people tend to hang on to either departed loved ones, ashes or pet ashes. Can I tell you how many homes I go into with the little stack of urns? And I'm like, guys, they need to be buried outside. They should not be inside yeah. your home. That is literally dead energy. Yeah. You know, or even, I, I would just even say just, especially not in your view. Like I was saying, it's just like, you look at something and you might not have like a conscious thought, but you are being like just reminded. Like it's just oh, subconsciously, it's there subconsciously, it's there. absolutely, all the time. Yeah. Oh my God. Yep. This is, guys, this is like so interesting to me. I'm having the time of my life right now. <laughs> um, okay. So I, I know you said there's like nine different areas of the home. Sure. I don't know that we need to go through all of them, but I'm most curious about like, you know, obviously my podcast is really about confidence, self empowerment, self love. Like I'm curious to hear what part of the home would kind of be correlated with with that? Actually, all of it. So I'll show you what the Bagua is. You can see this up close for those of you guys that are watching. Um, and we'll just, I'll tell you what they are really quickly because they all work very Together. interconnected. Yes. And that's what I try to explain to people. You know, when somebody comes to me and they're like, I'm looking for a new partner, I'm looking to be, you know, it's like, that's great. But to find a new partner, you also need knowledge, self-knowledge, self-love, right? You're going to need everything or I want, I need more money. Well, for more money, you're going to need a good career or you're going to need helpful people to come into your life to help facilitate more money clients, right? So it all is super interconnected. 
So when you walk in the front door, you're going to hit your career area. That's immediately. So guys who are just listening to this, think of this as a tic-tac-toe board. And so there's nine areas, three sets of squares. So the bottom center square is going to be your career area. If you move over to the left-hand side of that, it is knowledge and self-cultivation. So if you are working on yourself to gain more confidence, this is a great area for an office, for a meditation area to work on whatever it is you need to achieve the next level of what you're looking for. You know, it's Mm -hmm. knowledge. Right above knowledge is your family area, family and ancestors. So if you have pictures of departed loved ones, if you want to grow your family, if you want a better relationship with your family, if you want to cover your bills, then the family area is what you would look at. So it's the center left. Top left or very back left hand of your home or space would be your wealth corner. That's the wealth gua. So that is money for above and beyond just covering the bills. And wealth means different things to different people, right? I mean, to me, wealth means the freedom to travel. I've been to Europe twice this year. I've been to Aspen, I don't know how many times already. We are going back to Egypt in February. So to me, the ability to have the time and the finances to travel is what wealth means to me. For someone else, it might be a boat. You know, it could be somebody else. It's a fabulous pair of shoes. It's, It's whatever that means to you. That would be the area that you work on. Next to that, top center. It's fame and reputation, how you are seen in the world. So it doesn't necessarily mean becoming famous unless that is what you want, and that's perfectly fine. But it's how you're seen in business, how others see you, how others perceive you. So that's super important for self-confidence too, right? Working on how you are seen. Uh, Top right would be love and relationships, not just intimate love, but love with friends, families, business, whatever. All your relationships can be top right. Center right would be creativity and children. Again, if you want children, fabulous. If you need to birth something, for me, it was the birthing of a book. I'm way past childbearing years. So, you know, it it was the birthing of a book. So I really worked on my children and creativity area to boost that up to help me get through the writing of the book and my feng shui card deck, which is where this Bagua card's from. And then the bottom is helpful people and travel, Help uh, bottom left. Because again, you know, in order to achieve a lot of this stuff, you're going to need helpful people in your life. You're going to need, if you're trying to work on a house, contractors, if you're working on a business, clients, you know, people that are going to make your life easier. If you're always feeling like I have to do everything myself, if if I don't do it, it doesn't get done right, then that's the area you want to focus on. And also travel. You know, my office is in the helpful people in travel. So I boost up this chi all the time because I want to continue to travel. I want to continue to call helpful people into my life. And then in the very center of the whole thing, every other gua touches the center, right? And so that we call the health gua because if you don't have health, not none of these really matter, right? And so yeah. it just shows you how interconnected everything is to your health. So mm-hmm. it all it all works in tandem. It all works together. It all works to create a very balanced environment so that you are coming home to a space that's a haven that energetically is going to lift you up instead of draining you and is going to help you get to that next level that you're looking to get to. Yeah. Yeah. I love that so much. Um, And that you said that's from, you have like a deck. That's from my card deck. So yeah. So, okay. So I stopped fighting when I get messages now because I'm very uh, clear audience. So I literally get messages in my right ear and they just come in 
And I was, you know, that's when I was like, yeah, no, I don't want to write a book. Yeah, no, I'm not going to do this feng shui stuff. So I got a message um, in early 2022 to create a feng shui card deck. So this time, instead of fighting it, I just said, okay, guides, channel through me. Tell me what I need to put on into this deck and how yeah. it's going to help people. So in three weeks, it was done. Because I channeled it that quickly because I stopped fighting. So now whenever I get told to do anything crazy, I just I do just it. I told to buy a house in Sedona. I did. That's where we wrote the book. As soon as I was done with the final edit of the book, I got told to sell the house. We did. You know, I mean, I just do it now. And, and yeah. it just makes my life so much easier. <laughs> but yeah, it's 77 cards. So if you can't afford me or are not ready for me, if you get the card deck, you can basically be your own feng shui consultant. It yeah. goes through your entire home, indoor and outdoor space. And once you've done all 77 cards, you've touched every space in your home. Oh, my so God. So it's one okay. way to do it yourself. Yeah. I think that immediately, uh, everyone, I, all the links will be in the show notes as always. So don't stress. <laughs> the link will be there. I'm like, I need that. <laughs> so fun. Um, oh, my God. Okay. So I'm curious. What yeah. about for people that live – with a partner, I would I would say more specifically like a man. Like, how have you ever had troubles with the feng shui with like your husband or previous partners, um, or had clients that like they're trying to feng shui, they're trying to keep the energy, and their partner or maybe just a roommate, whatever, is just like not on board, like just not following the rules. Maybe they're not cleanly. Like what? I don't know what would be your advice to that. So what I would say there is because this has happened and it's happened multiple times. Listen, at the beginning, my husband had his arms closed, like literally across his chest closed. I mean, you can't get more closed off energetically than that, right? Yeah. Um, what I was taught by my teacher is that when you implement feng shui in your space, everybody's affected by it. Mm -hmm. So even if other people are saying, no, I'm not into it. I don't care. I'm not, you know, you just do what you can do. And whatever you're – just set super clear intentions that you are doing it to lift everybody in this space. It doesn't matter if they're on board or not, you know, because the energy is there. You can't, quote, unquote, like feng shui another person because we all have free will. But yeah. you can work on your space to the extent that you are able to, you know. And if you have someone like my husband who is very closed off, what I've seen more often than not is that as you start making those little changes – they will start feeling the benefits of it and they will probably come around. More often than not, they do. You know, I've, I've had, even with my interior design, you know, it's the same thing. The wife usually calls the, or the woman will usually call, right? And the guy comes, you know, you walk into the house and the guy's there like, great, more money, you know, this, you know. But by the time they start seeing changes, everybody's on board because yeah. it affects them. And that's good. You know, you want to affect positively. And I take it super seriously because, I am being invited into someone's home to shift energy. Yeah. Like, so I take that very, very seriously. And I'm always super um, intentional about my role in it too. And I just come in and ask for guidance and, you know, every case is different. And it's just like, you know, guide me to give the best advice I can to each person because the same situation that may look like on the outside may be very different once you get in there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, totally. I, um, my my apartment again it's not like the maximalist like everything's pink 
But a lot of my house is pink. Like there's like a lot of just really, really girly decor. And I like always joke about my boyfriend because like we don't live together, but he'll come stay with me. And like at first Mm -hmm. I'm like, oh, he probably hates staying here because like everything's cheetah or cow print or pink or lime green. Like it's just so girly. I'm like, oh, he probably hates staying here. And then I like started to kind of realize I'm like, I actually think he loves it. Like, I think he loves my apartment, like, even though it's, like, fully pink. And I – when we were, like, first planning, you know, to decorate, like, our home, like, Mm -hmm. he was, like, no pink, no colors. Like, I want it monochrome. And now that, like, I think he's been spending time in my space and I do take such good care of my space, I'll, like, kind of joke. I'm, like, when we move back in together, like, can I keep my pink dishes? And he's, like – fine. I'm like, I know it. (laughs) You love it. You love it here and all of the cheetah print and everything. Um, I use, I use a lot of color. I use a lot of color in feng shui. Color is energy, right? I mean, and pink is awesome. I mean, pink is hot. Pink is fiery energy. A soft pink is more self-nurturing, you know, and that is the color of the love and relationships area. Pink is. So, you know, that's awesome. Uh, Cheetah prints and animal prints bring in fire energy too. So that's great. That means it's hot little romance going on there. So good for you. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I have two beds. Both of the beds have satin cheetah print sheets and big fluffy pink comforters. Like this place is just – yeah, I love it. I love it. To me, the most important part is balance. Are there two nightstands? Are there two – table lamps, you know, so that it feels like both partners have an equal say when they're in the space. Mm-hmm. It's not so much about the colors and he doesn't live there. So that's a different situation. Yeah. But if you guys were to move in together and for couples who are cohabitating, same sex, different sex, what doesn't matter, you want both partners to feel equal. Like you don't want a bed that's pushed up against a wall where someone has to climb over somebody else to get to their side of the bed. You want matching nightstands and matching lamps whatever that may be, so that everybody feels that they have an equal stake in the relationship and there's a balance between the two people. I, so. I'm i seriously obsessed with this. I think this is so <laughs> – I am I think it's because I really am so sensitive to my environment. I think everyone yep. is, but I've, I've really like noticed it. Um, mm-hmm. I don't even know if you know this, but last year I was like traveling full-time for like nine months just living out of my suitcase and I got like sick – like I was like not okay mentally, physically, emotionally. Um, I think there's a lot of things I could have done while traveling to ground myself more and like make my Airbnbs have some feng shui and like be more mm-hmm. me and stuff like that. But essentially like I – it just wasn't the lifestyle for me because I realized like I am grounded. So, I have to be like grounded. I have to yep. just have my space. Um, where was I going with that? I can't remember, but this I just love this. So I, I need my space too. We were just traveling for two weeks. And for me, that's about the extent of what I can do yeah. without coming back to home base. Because this house is, you know, so energetically uplifting to me. I kind of need to like plug in my battery and recharge here. So I can yeah. go for two weeks and come back and I can go for two weeks and come back. But more than that, and I almost always get sick. Yeah. It, something happens, stomach sick, UTI, like some some weird thing happens that that's what was happening to me yeah mm-hmm. yeah it's so really really interesting so I understand that too I met a guy yesterday um 
who's been traveling for almost a year too. And I asked him the same question. I'm like, so how do you feel? Because I can go into like three-day meditations and not eat. And I'm like, wow. So he's not grounded. He's lovely. He's amazing. And he's a great healer, but he's not grounded. He's floating up here like the yeah. whole time. There's nothing tethering him back, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think that's fun for a while, but most people end up needing to ground at some point to a space. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And right. I, I, kind of, right. I did um, a, a really well-known tennis player's place in Monaco a couple months ago. And that's what she was telling me. You know, she travels three, four months at a time when she's on tour. And so we created a little feng shui kit that she could take with her everywhere she went to make all her Airbnbs and her hotel rooms um, feel more like home and feel more grounding to her, you know? And so I think she found that super helpful. So we can do something like that too. I mean, even I was staying with like a friend in Costa Rica and she was like, oh, I anywhere I go, I unpack everything. Like I literally unpack my suitcase, make this my home, even if mm-hmm. it's for like a night or two. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I pack everything back up. I was like, I have never done that. I am just like wrestling through my suitcase, like trying to find things. I was not a good traveler. I had never really traveled before. So I would do things a lot differently, but exactly. I love that. Like little things that you can do to like make yourself feel grounded, having a little kit with you or like unpacking. But yeah, for me, I'm just, I, I was just talking to my friend. I'm like, I'd rather have like an incredible home and live somewhere, not necessarily live somewhere, not that great, but I'd rather live in the middle of nowhere and have like a beautiful like sanctuary mm-hmm. than have like a little downtown apartment and live like in the happening city. Like I'm just such a home person. Like when I think of my yeah. dream life, I want to have the house that all the kids want to come have playdates at because like- I had that. Like, it's fun. <laughs> I, that's like, that's my dream. I don't even yeah. want like the million dollar business. I want a home where I can make cute snacks and all the kids want to come to- the Maple House, like that is my yep, my thing. So the party house, it was the always party the party house. house. Yep, and yeah. playdate house. It was always lots and lots of fun. Yeah, it was yeah. good. We liked that. We enjoyed that. And now we're in a house that we did. Like I said, I think we weren't on yet. Um, just for us, you yeah. know. So I have my meditation room. My husband has a workout room. We each have offices. Like we've just done it differently versus all the bedrooms, you know, for kids and stuff. Cause our son is 28 and getting married in November. So, you know, different phase mm-hmm. of life. Totally. Oh my yeah. gosh. Yeah. That's, that's fun though. That's really fun. It is. I'm super excited about it. I just had all of them here this weekend and I mean, yeah, it was, it was fun to have a house full again. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Um, so I'm curious, uh, kind of my last like question, I know this is kind of going in a different direction, but I'm a little curious about yeah, just your career and what that looks like, if you don't mind sharing. do you? So no, do you no, travel no. a lot to like – yeah, you just said you help someone with their home in Monaco. Like do you go to Monaco or do you do things virtually? I'm really curious like what a career and business looks like in feng shui, but also just like I think girls will be interested in interior design in general. Mm-hmm. Like what does that actually look like for you in like a typical work day? So mine's been super fluid and it's changed with the different stages of my life, right? So at first I was just doing it part-time because my son was young. I didn't start, I didn't go back to work until he was nine. So I stayed home from zero to nine. And then, you know, he didn't really need me or want me as homeroom mom and all that stuff. So that's when I dipped my toe back into interior design and I had a great partner who, you know, I worked with for several years and then I went out on my own. I've always done it on my own time. 
Um, mm. I can tell you it's either crazy busy or super quiet. There doesn't, I've never had just like, oh, I've got five or six hours of work every day. It's either up here or down here, you know, and that's just the way it's been for me. Um, I've always put my life with my husband first. I'm, you know, very fortunate. He has a great job. So my job is able to be what I want it to be. And I've kind of yeah. created it to the way I want it to be. So if if I, I just spent two weeks in Aspen because I was doing a client's home there. So yeah, if the client wants to fly me out, I'll go hang out. The one in Monaco, we did it virtually. You know, it just depends. If I'm traveling mm-hmm. somewhere, we were in Ireland for the holidays and I had somebody reach out to me that wanted a consultation while we were in Dublin, but we had a wedding to go to, so I couldn't do it. So if I am somewhere and people reach out to me, then sure, I can go do it while I'm in that area. You know, that would be fun too. But I do, yeah. I mean, I have some clients that, you know, fly me around on their planes and helicopters and do fun stuff like that. It's no, not always that glamorous, installs or anything but glamorous. But, uh, you know, there's there's a fun aspect to it too. And I've just really created um, what works for me. Yeah. You know, and I might get up one day and just be like, I just don't want to do anything today. And so I don't, but then I'll make up for it. You know, I also, I don't leave people hanging obviously, but um, it's going in a different direction now because the book has been such a success. I do get interviewed a lot more often. I've gotten TV interviews. I've spoken at things. Um, I get asked to be a speaker more often. I think there's going to be even more change coming up. We'll see where it leads me, but, uh, you know, I'm open. I think what I what I love about this career that I've created for myself is that I'm just really open to see where it's going. And I, I don't pigeonhole myself anymore. I used to be like, yeah. no, it's not exactly this, so I'm not going to do it. And now I'm just like, sure, let's see what comes from it. You know, mm-hmm. and th- some things have been super successful and some things not as much. And some things I walk away from and go, well, that was a good learning experience. But just, I think, being open and being confident in what I know about the subject matter that I talk about. You know, I think I've I've really armed myself with a lot of knowledge. I've studied really hard at what I talk about and teach and work on. So that gives me the confidence to put myself out there and say yes to more things, you know, because I know we all get imposter syndrome, but there's no way around it. Uh, It happens every once in a while. So it's just arming yourself with as much knowledge as you can to then feel comfortable in your skin to go out and, and do whatever it is that you want to do. I think that works for any field, you know, and now that I've created these products, like that's going in a different direction too. They're out in stores, they're on Amazon, you know, they're on my website. So I don't know. I, I, I think there's still a lot to be done. Totally. And well, I feel like when you have that, like, trust like that inner trust of your intuition or those downloads and those things that you're like feeling those intuitive pulls or literally hearing a voice in your head of like you need to do this Mm -hmm. I think that's the most powerful way to do business because the times that I've had the most success in my business have been when I've like heard like a voice like you need to do this or just felt this pull like you just try it. Just try this. And I'm like, I really don't want to, but I do it. Like that's what TikTok was for me. And like, I just kept hearing this voice, like do TikTok, do TikTok. I, I legitimately hate TikTok. Like, yeah, I just hate it, but I kept getting this pull. And so I did it and it led me to other business opportunities that I was like supposed to be in. And yeah, I just think 
I've always had the most success when I've just listened to my intuition. And it seems like you're being fully led to like where you're supposed to be, which is so cool. Um, when I first got told um, years ago, when I was I was at Miraval, when I first started my spiritual awakening, it's it's a beautiful resort in Tucson, Arizona. I went for a week by myself to kind of learn new modalities, you know, just work with different teachers again because I this was also new to me, and it was there that they told me, you know, yes, you will be writing a book. I'm like, okay, um, you know, yes, you're going to be on TV. Yes, you're going to be speaking on very large stages around the world. And I remember thinking, oh my God, no. <laughs> you know, it's like um, most people who know me now would not believe, but I'm super introverted. I guess yeah. I'm an extroverted introvert. I mean, I am my by nature introverted. Um, it took a long time for me to feel comfortable on camera, even to do a podcast or any kind of interview but I kept doing it and I kept doing it and now I freaking love it, you know? So now I truly enjoy it and I truly find it as a wonderful way to connect with people and to share what I'm supposed Mm -hmm. to be sharing with people. But it took a minute and it took a minute to, to listen to that guidance and to believe them more than anything else. I think, you know, when people tell you or you work with different healers and they tell you these profound things, sometimes it's really hard to believe them, you know? And Once I started just saying, they have no reason why to make this story up. This just, and again, working with healers from all different places and everyone's got basically the same story to tell me. So I'm like, okay, all the healers in the world did not come together and go, if Alejandra Brady calls, this is what you have to tell her. Like, obviously that did not happen, you know? So then you start to trust a little bit more. I needed a lot of validation at the beginning. Like I needed yeah. to hear the story from five different people before I believed that it was true. You know? And now I just get one shot in the ear and I'm like, okay, fine. What do you want me to do? Just tell me how to do it. So it's, yeah. but you just, you need that time too. You need that time to evolve and to listen and to, like you were saying, every little step that you take is a step in the right direction. You know, it's not necessarily the end goal, mm-hmm. but it's another step closer to getting you there. And that's yeah. what we all need is step by step by step. Mm, I love that so much. I mean, I'm sure you had an incredible career before you got into feng shui, but even just seeing that your career that took this much of a pivot and you started finding the success you are now, just like right now in your life, I feel like is is inspiring, right? We don't have to be. Yeah. I love it so much more. I love it so much more because, you know, anyone who's been doing anything for a long time should be pretty good at it. I've been Mm -hmm. doing interior design for 20 years at this point. Uh, I can go into a room and make it beautiful. You know, that is a gift that I've had since I was, I mean, I used to take my little Barbie dream house and rearrange the furniture and, you know, do all the things. So it's always been in me. Um, But now that I can truly do something way more than make it look pretty, I can make it feel good and I can shift the energy so that it has a really positive effect on my clients, on their kids, on their pets. You know, I mean, that just is so much more fulfilling for me to be able to use my three modalities together, you know, to, to just create a really beautiful space for the people that I work with. And it just leaves me feeling good about what I do. You know, I can, I can go to bed really, really happy that I made a difference in someone's life. And that's, that's my purpose. That's what I'm here to do. Mm, I love that so much. This has been so amazing. I, 
I know we wanted to get into like spiritual awakening, stuff like that, but I seriously, this feng shui stuff is like blowing my freaking There's a mind. Lot. So you guys will just have to read Alejandra's book if you want to learn more about like her book and the other, yeah, just spiritual teachings that she is providing and getting into. Um, but this has been amazing. I feel like I, yeah, I had so many questions and I feel so fulfilled <laughs> in everything that you shared. And guys, you have to also follow Alejandra on um, Instagram because your content too is just so good with like little tips. Like if you liked just some of the little tips she shared in this episode, she's so many on her Instagram of just little things you can do in your home. I'm going to be getting those cards. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I'll, I'll like link everything obviously in the show notes, but I guess just to wrap us up, like, yeah, just share how we can find you, how we can work with you. Um, what's the name of your book? All of that good stuff. Sure. Self promo. You'll love the name of my book. It's called I Just Can't Make This Shit Up because I can't. <laughs> love it. Love it. So it's me on the cover. It's a pink book. Speaking of pink, there's pink on there. Um, and I just can't, you know, as we were coming up with names uh, and working with the publisher, we just kept coming back to like, my God, your story's crazy. I'm like, I know I can't make this shit up. And I'm like, that has to be the title of the book because there's That's just amazing. no other title. You know, there just isn't. Because if somebody from Hollywood called and asked me to write a script and I wrote down what's actually happened to me in my life, they'd be like, I can't sell this. <laughs> you know, nobody will believe it, but it has happened. Um so that's the co that's my book. I am most active on Instagram. I'm trying this threads thing, but oh my God, it's just another, <laughs> like you were talking about TikTok. I'm like, it's just too much. I can't, I don't have time. So yeah. I am most active on Instagram. I try and do the bulk of my, of my social media there. Um, you can work with me by going to Instagram and doing getting on Linktree or on my website, which is just alejandrabrady.com. And I work virtually all over the world. If you're in the Tampa area or you want to fly me someplace fabulous, we can do that too. <laughs> I'll never say no to that. Um, and that's about it. Yeah, I'll do one-on-one -on -one consultations that way. Um, and yeah, that's, I mean, my cards are on Amazon and my books on Amazon. They're both on my website too. Pretty simple, Barnes and Noble, you know, Kindle, all the things, all the places you get books, all that kind of stuff. But yeah, that's that's where I'm at right now. I love it. Oh my God. Thank you so much. I feel so grateful that you came on the podcast. I know my girls are just going to like love this episode. I feel like I'm about to like have a, what do you call it? Like a hyper fixation on like <laughs> now. Like I'm going to get so into it. I'm so intrigued. So I appreciate you. Thank you so much. And again, guys, like I'll link everything in the show notes so you can connect more. Um, but yeah, any any last words before we hop off? No, I think that was so much fun. Thank you again for reaching out. And if you ever want to do a follow-up, I mean, honestly, we could talk about feng shui because there's feng shui for your clothes. There's your plants. I mean, there's just so many different avenues that if you ever wanted to do it again, I am up for doing it again. You've been lovely. It's been so much fun to chat with you. I mean, I know. I Seriously, I... Yeah, we could do like part two, part three, part four, part five. So I'm showing crystals. I mean, I do so many different things. It's just amazing because it, it fits in with every part of your life. Yeah. Yeah. It's so cool. It's such, I mean, it's, it's where you live. Like it's right. literally where you're, you are like most of the time. So yeah, we could get into so many things and I'm sure that we will. So I'm so grateful and yeah, everyone listening, thank you for being here. Um, if you love this episode, let us know, shoot us a DM, tell us your takeaways, all the things we'd love to connect with you guys. 
Um, and yeah, I love you all. I hope everyone has a beautiful week and I'll catch you guys in the next episode. Bye.